Welcome, everybody, to episode number six of the Flannel Panel Conjugate Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Surratt, and on today's episode, we're going to be taking a little bit of a change of direction and not so much talk about lifting or lifting philosophy or anything like that, um, but rather kind of the idea of lifting as therapy um, and how it's played a role in my life and everything that I've been through. So before we begin really talking about that, I think it's important that I kind of give a little bit of background on um, how I ended up where I ended up. And um, I don't really know how far back I want to go, but I guess um, I guess we just start with, I guess, graduating from my master's program. So I graduated from my master's program in like 2000, shit, I don't know, 2015, 2016, I can't even remember anymore. Um, worked as a graduate assistant with the strength and conditioning department. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on a, for those of you who are not watching on Instagram live right now, I'm currently on Instagram live and, uh, <laughs> somebody, somebody's goal was to make me laugh and it's worked. Um, but anyway, so I graduated from my master's program. I worked as a graduate assistant in the strength and conditioning program and, uh, was looking for a job in strength and conditioning, obviously, and uh, couldn't find one for the better part of about a year. And uh, um, worked a lot of like shit jobs just to sort of get by. You know, I worked, I delivered pizzas, I bounced, I bartended, I worked in a factory or like the shipping department of a factory. And um, one thing that I was also going through at the time was a breakup, um, or I had just gone through a breakup after seven years, uh, seven years of being in a relationship with this one woman, um, we ended things for various reasons. And, um, and yeah, so I was coping with that on top of looking for a job at the same time. And as you, as you might be able to imagine, it was very challenging and, you know, things kind of eventually settled down. Um, you know, I still was still looking for a job in strength and conditioning and I was putting out resumes to everybody who had an opening, whether I thought I was qualified for the job or not. Um, God damn. <laughs> um, again, back with the Instagram live commentary. Um, but I was still looking for a job, looking with anybody who or applying to anybody who had an opening again, whether I was qualified for it or not. Um, but couldn't find anything. Couldn't, couldn't get a shot. Couldn't even get an interview. And um, it was during that time when I was working in this factory, essentially, or in this shipping department, um, that I met another woman. And she and I connected very, very quickly and clicked just immediately, you know. And I think there are, I think there are these people that come into your life at pivotal moments and they teach you a lesson. And, um, and she, really, she really taught me some stuff. Um, she taught me what it felt like to be truly loved and accepted for who I was and not that I didn't have that before in my previous relationship um, but it was just on a different kind of level I mean I the, I can't convey enough the connection that this woman and I had um, you know and how how close we became and how quickly that happened and so so again I was working these shit jobs and I finally landed a job with the Pittsburgh Pirates 
And I was super excited about it because one, it was in professional sports and two, it was my first opportunity to have a full-time job at the, like in the strength and conditioning field. Um, and I was super stoked about it. It was down in Florida. I was gonna be working with one of their minor league programs and it was just basically everything that I had dreamed of. Like I really, really enjoy working with baseball. And so I thought this was gonna be like the perfect fit for me. And long story short, it wasn't. Um, it was just not my environment and not the place for me for a variety of reasons that I don't really feel like going into right now. Um, but it was not for me. And I got to a really bad point in my life when I was down there. Like I got really depressed and I got really suicidal. Um, and like there were days where I'd wake up and I would think like if I had a pistol, today would be the day I'd put it in my mouth. And I, my boss or my supervisor, whatever you want to call him, and another guy, and I was like, look, this just isn't working out anymore. And so I left. And that was a really hard decision, but I think it was the right decision. Um, because again, I was in a really bad spot and I wasn't happy and things were sp quickly spiraling out of control. And I think that if I had followed through with the job, I think I would have ended up in a much, much worse place than where I was at the time. So I left Florida and I moved back to Kansas City um, and I moved in with this woman. And we lived together for a few months and during that time, I got a job with Lifetime Fitness, um, which again, seemed like a really sweet gig, um, seemed like you know a great spot to start like a personal training career. Like they made it sound very sweet and very like, you know, very attractive. And, um, and I quickly found out that just like anything in this world, it wasn't as good as I thought it was gonna be. And it was a lot, a lot of work that I just wasn't prepared for. Um, uh, for any of you who have ever done personal training, you know what it's like. And those of you who haven't done personal training, really what it is is more of a sales job than actual training. And that can be very challenging for those of us who are not salespeople, and I'm not one of them. I'm not a salesperson. Like I have a product that I can give to people, but I'm not good at selling it. And it just wasn't satisfying. It wasn't a gratifying position that I had. Um, I felt very trapped. I felt very stuck in doing this, doing this job. And, um, but it was what I felt like I had to do at the time because I wanted to, you know, contribute to the relationship in a meaningful way and like in a, a financial way. Um, so I had this job and I stuck with it for a while, but I was still looking for jobs in the collegiate strength and conditioning field. And I kept applying, kept applying, and couldn't get anything. And finally, I got a lucky break, and I applied to Oakland University, which is where I currently work. And I got really lucky because I know the director. Like, I worked under him when I was an intern at Missouri State University, and so we had that connection. We hadn't spoken in a number of years, but you know, I picked up the phone and I called him. And I said, "Hey, like, I intend to apply for this job," and you know, the rest is history. Here I am. Um. But one thing that I think I didn't take into consideration when I was looking at this job and when I was really stoked about getting it was the impact that it was going to have on my relationship. Um, I became very single-minded and one-track-minded, one track I guess, in this pursuit of this job. And once it had been offered to me, nothing else mattered. And, you know, that was a decision that I don't think I really consciously made, but, was, but it was very, very powerful and it was absolutely there. Like, and what I mean by that is that, like, I loved this woman that I was with. I loved her. And 
you know, I would have done anything for her and to be with her. But um, in this particular moment, I was very, very selfish and I had to take care of myself. This was something that I'd pursued for a very long time. And I finally had the opportunity to, to fulfill this desire, to fulfill this dream of becoming a strength and conditioning coach, especially at the collegiate level. Um, and so I took it. And the way that I looked at it is that the relationship would either come with me or it wouldn't. And that was a decision that I was willing to make. And ultimately, um, it ended up not working out. And there's a whole host of reasons behind that, but the primary driver, the driving force behind it is the fact that we were so far apart. I mean, it's a 12 hour drive by car, you know, and it's only a couple hour flight, but you know, expenses come into consideration and travel time and everything else. And it's just not, it just wasn't feasible. And so eventually this relationship ended and for as, for as short of a time as we were together, it impacted me in a way that I had not felt in a very, very long time. And it left me absolutely crushed. And without, without purpose and without direction and without my feet underneath me, and it was one of the most miserable things I have gone through in a very long time. Even worse, I'd say, and I hate to say this, but it affected me even more so, I think, than my previous breakup after that long-term relationship. I mean, don't get me wrong, the long-term relationship sucked. Like, breaking up sucked. Um, and it was hard to deal with, and there were some really bad nights, um, you know, where I would lay awake in bed and cry about this relationship ending. But, you know, the previous relationship kind of just ended in a way that wasn't quite as bad. Um, and I don't really want to get into it. You know, I think I'm being... Feel like talking about, um, you know, but the previous relationship ended relatively well, um, relatively smoothly. It still, it still wasn't easy, but this last relationship really crushed me. And I ended up going to therapy and getting on medication um, and all that kind of stuff. And you know, again, just like when I was working for the Pirates, there were nights and there were days where I'd wake up and be like, "Today's the day. Like today is the day that I'm going to end everything." And, you know, there were days where I'd go to work and I would have to step out after every single group. So after damn nearly every hour and cry my face off and, you know, I'd call my mom and just sob on the phone, you know, and like all I had was this, you know, wellspring of emotion that had nowhere to go. And I didn't know how to cope with it and I didn't know how to handle it. And it was just mind numbing and soul numbing. I mean, I was bereft in every sense of the word and in every way possible. I was just shut down and shocked and miserable. And um, and it eventually got better as do all things with time. And it's still not great. You know, there are still days where it gets me, you know, but I've moved on from it. Um, because you have to, you have to decide whether you're going to wallow in misery and, you know, drown essentially, or, you know, if you're going to stand up and, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and move on, you know, and there's only one direction you can go. If you want to move forward, that's the only direction you can go is forward. Um, and it taught me a lot about myself, you know, that, you know, even though things suck, and even though things are really hard sometimes, like we all have the capacity within us to, you know, to 
to move forward and to be strong enough to handle things. And it may not, it may not happen right away and you may be miserable for a long time, you know, but we can all get through things and you just have to sometimes put your head down and get through it. You know, and I'm absolutely an advocate for therapy and for medication. I think that um, both of them are fantastic resources. There was a period in my life where I was very resistant to the idea of medication. And I thought that it was, I thought that it was like a weakness, you know, that like if I turned to medication or if I turned to therapy, that it was me admitting that I was too weak to take care of things on my own. And I see now that that's not the case. Um, that, you know, there's just another tool in the toolbox. And, you know, like, I mean, think about it, think about it from lifting, from a lifting perspective, you know, since we're talking about lifting here, you know, like, if you're an athlete, if you're a lifter, and you don't know what to do, you get a coach. If you don't know what direction to move in, you get a coach or you get a trainer. You know, um, <laughs> you know, if you, if you don't feel like you're strong enough, you take drugs, you know, not that I'm promoting drugs, not that I'm saying it's a good idea. You know, but, you know, it's just another option. It's just another tool in the toolbox. And, like, it doesn't even have to be drugs. Like, you take pre-workout, you take protein, you take these different vitamins and supplements. You know, it doesn't have to be steroids, you know. But um, it was something that I was really resistant to for a long time. And now having gone through the process a couple of times and having experienced therapy and having experienced um, medication and the the benefits of both of those things, you know, I'm definitely an advocate for them and would, would definitely suggest that anybody who's struggling, you know, look into them because they are literally a lifesaver. Um, but what really helped me and I think what really kept me moving was training. And, you know, I think the idea of lifting as therapy or training as therapy you know, is kind of this double-edged sword because in one respect, it's really easy to use it as a way to literally and figuratively bury everything, you know, like to bury everything under the weight and to just forget about everything else. Because when you're at the bottom of a squat with a thousand pounds on your back, like there's literally nothing else going through your mind other than survival and nothing else matters. And it's a chance to blank everything out for, you know, the two or three hours or however long you're in the gym, you know, which, which in one respect is good because it gives you a chance to focus on something else. But on the other hand, if you use it as an escape instead of a tool, you know, you never deal with things. And I think that when it comes to emotion and when it comes to depression and, you know, whether it's anxiety or whatever, whatever thing you're feeling at the time, I think it's really important that you deal with it because we all we all experience stuff and you know we all go through our shit you know and it's really important that you just deal with things and you learn how to handle them and you learn how to cope with them and you learn how to move on from them because if you don't you're just going to feel it forever and no one wants to feel fucking miserable for the rest of their fucking life you know so but on on the other hand you know i think lifting as a form of therapy is really really productive um you know, because again, like just, just like in the negative sense where you can literally bury things, you know, like, and that, that's a very, that can be a very positive thing. I know I'm not making a whole lot of sense right now, but this is entirely off the cuff. But I think that lifting as therapy can be very, very productive because again, it gives you a chance to focus on just what you're doing and to not 
wallow and to not feel the despair and the sorrow and you know the depression that you might be feeling and it gives you like literal goals to progress towards you know and that can serve as an analog or serve as a parallel to setting goals in your emotional life or in your mental life you know like if i you know i wanted to squat a thousand pounds and i did that you know i accomplished that goal you know and now the goal is to squat 1100 pounds and i'm going to do that you know and so if you set these goals in your in your lifting life you know again they can serve as these parallels to goals in your mental and your personal life like okay i wanted to squat a thousand pounds i did that okay now in my mental life i want to be able to say that i've dealt with this chapter of my life and i've moved on and you know just like it takes work to squat a thousand pounds or 1100 pounds or bench 500 or whatever it is that you want to do you know it it takes work and it takes time to get to these mental and emotional goals and it takes a lot of work and some for some people it's very easy you know some people can squat a thousand pounds right away and maybe i'm being you know a little bit exaggerating here but you know i think the message is clear is that for some people this stuff is very very easy for some people lifting comes very naturally and some people are just naturally very strong and for some people you know having that mental fortitude comes very easily and for others of us it takes a lot of work and you know i think i'm one of those people for whom it takes a lot of work to get that kind of stuff done um but but again, I think that lifting as therapy serves a really positive and beneficial purpose. Um, I mean, I can't even sit here and start to talk about all the, the scientific benefits of lifting, you know, but it releases, you know, endorphins. It makes you feel better, you know. But from like, I think what, what really saved me, what really helped me when it came to lifting was having a group. And I guess that's what I want to talk about next is the idea of having a group around you a group of people a training crew you know because what happens when we get depressed and when we get anxious when we get you know down in these these periods of our life where we're so sad that we don't know which way is up and we don't know how to even exist on a day-to-day basis is that all we want to do is isolate ourselves we just want to stay in bed stay on the couch curl up under a blanket and binge on netflix until we feel better and that's not how it works you don't get better by not trying to get better you don't get better by hiding from everything and you don't get better by isolating yourself and keeping yourself away from the people who care about you and that was one thing that I really struggled with when I moved here is because I didn't know anybody like I had the only person I knew in this entire state was my boss and he's a great man he's a great guy you know but he's got a family he's got a wife and two kids and like He's got his own stuff to worry about, you know, and so it's not like I could just call him up and be like, yo, man, like you want to get some beers this weekend? You want to hang out? Like, I'm sure if I had asked him, he would have been down with it, but I didn't feel like that was an appropriate step in our relationship, you know? And so when I moved here, again, I didn't have anybody. Like, I didn't have a support system. And, um, sorry, I'm just reading some Instagram live comments. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't have a, a group of people around me and that's what sucked so much. Like, yes, the relationship, the loss of the relationship hurt, you know, and it, it floored me in a way that I hadn't felt in a very long time, but not having a group of people around me, even like, even if they didn't know what was going on, like, 
you know, I've, I've shared a little bit, but I don't think I've told a whole lot of people everything that happened, you know, and like the sort of the situation behind my move here and the process that I went through, you know, but even if they hadn't known what was going on, it still would have been good to have like that group of people. And it was, it was kind of at this, like, you know, I was kind of at this like juncture between like when, when the breakup happened, you know, I'd been here for a little bit. And I had joined this gym, Rochester Performance Gym, which, if you're in the state of Michigan, is the absolute place to be. You know, if you're serious about lifting, Rochester Performance Gym, shameless plug for this place, you know, has literally changed my life. The people there, the atmosphere, the environment, everything has changed my life for the better. So if you're in the state of Michigan and you want a good place to train, go check it out. But anyway, so like I had just joined this gym and still didn't know anybody, you know, and like was welcomed with open arms and, you know, fully appreciated the welcome that I got, you know, and just, I was, I was taken in without question. Like I still had to earn my place, you know, and still had to earn respect and all that kind of stuff, but I wasn't treated as an outsider. You know, I was welcomed right away. And, but like, I wasn't friends with anybody yet. And it was just a matter of time before that happened, but I wasn't, I was friendly with people, you know, but we weren't friends yet. And, um, and that's what really sucked is that I didn't have that friend group around me you know, at least not like in the way that I really felt like I needed. And, but, but, but now, now I have this group of people around me, you know, who we may only see each other, you know, a couple times a week, you know, but like, I think when you go through this, like shared experience, you know, of essentially like shared suffering because we all we all lift weights because we love it you know and because we have this this piece of us that's a little fucked up and you know wants to put ourselves through this misery through this suffering you know but with an ultimate end that is directed towards improving ourselves like we lift to get stronger to get bigger to get faster you know for whatever reason you know there's always some positive goal at the end of it but you're going through this like misery you know, your body hurts, you're exposing your body to, to untold thousands of pounds of trauma, you know. Um, but when you go through that suffering and through that misery, you know, together, like, it really forms like, you know, a brotherhood or a fraternity or a sense of community, because, you know, it's not just men with whom I'm friends at this gym, you know, I have female friends who I hold very close. Um, you know, and being at this gym has exposed me to a lot of great people. Um, but it's really important that we build these communities around us because especially in this like digital age and like, I'm not one to sit here and talk about the, you know, the fallbacks or not the fallbacks, the drawbacks or, you know, the shortfalls of technology because I'm, you know, I use technology every day. Like, you know, here I am, you know, on Instagram live on my phone and recording on my laptop all at the same time, you know, so technology is 100% a part of my life. But what I'm getting at is that, you know, we are all in this technological and in this digital age, we're all compartmentalized into profiles, you know, whether it's your Instagram profile, whether it's your Facebook profile, or, you know, a dating profile, you know, like you take you are summarizing the entirety of who you are as a human being and putting it into pictures or videos or, you know, digital content, or if you're on a dating profile, you know, like a 60 second blurb about who you are and you're hoping that somebody comes along and likes you well enough to, to swipe on you or to follow you or to give you a like or whatever it is, you know? And so while we are 
intimately connected through digital media, we are brutally isolated through it as well, I think. You know, I think that because we rely so heavily on, you know, digital media, social media, whatever you want to call it, to connect us with other people, we've forgotten how to connect with people on a person-to-person, face-to-face, human level. And that is really what lifting has given me, is this connection with people on a human level, seeing people, you know, at their strongest and at their most, I don't want to say most vulnerable, but almost at their most vulnerable. Because like when you lift, especially when you start lifting into the thousand thousand pound range, if you're squatting, you know, the five, six, seven plus hundred pound range when you're benching and beyond, like you really need a group of people around you. You know, like my next goal is to squat 1100 pounds. You know, I've squatted 1055, not in competition, so it's not quote official yet, but I've squatted 1055 in training. You know, my this next meet that I'm doing in July, my plan is to squat at least a thousand, you know, to make it official. But my next big goal is to squat 1100 pounds. And that does not happen without people. You do not do something like that alone. I mean, yes, at the end of the day, you are the one lifting the weight. You are the one with the weight on your back and you are, you know, squatting down and standing up with it, you know, and that's, that's a great metaphor for life, obviously, is that, you know, at the end of the day, you are the one bearing the weight, you know, whether it's emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, whatever it is, like you're the one bearing it, you know, but while you may be doing the work, there are other people around you who are supporting you, who are helping you with it and keeping you safe. So like if we're talking about lifting, like you have to have spotters, you start getting into the thousand pound range, you have to have people spotting you because all it takes is a split second, is a, a breath, a, a moment for things that go wrong and all of a sudden you're fucked and you can literally die, you know, and even with the best of spotters, like shit still happens. You know, I watched a guy not too long ago break his ankle and his leg because he moved the he moved a millimeter the wrong way at the wrong time and the weight crushed him. You know, so things can still happen. And that's that's just like life. Even if you have a great support system around you, things can still happen to you. And, you know, you may still suffer and you may still hurt. But, you know, when you have the right people around you, you know, they're they are there to help pick you up and they are there to help keep you safe. You know, so I've learned that, you know, these these men and these women who are around me on a weekly basis or on a daily basis, however you want to look at it, you know, on a regular basis have become, you know, obviously they become my friends, but they've become my community and my family. And, you know, they have not replaced the people who I knew from my previous lives, you know, in Springfield and in Montana and Washington, like nobody ever gets replaced. People just get supplemented. You know, like, you know, I had a community in Washington. I had a community in Springfield, and now I have this community here. And it's really important that we have that, you know, both in lifting and both in life. Because with because we can't do things alone. You know, we really can't. Um, and I know I'm starting to repeat myself a little bit, so this might be getting close to the end of the episode before I just start mumbling and getting super tangential. But, um, but you know, like with lifting, like to go back to lifting, you know, like, so you like so I I do geared lifting. I do equipped lifting. So you have to have somebody help you get into your gear. You have to have somebody help you, you know, I squat with the Leviathan Ultra Pro, I think it the LUP, I don't know what the P stands for. 
Leviathan Ultra Pro. Sure, we'll call it that. Um, so it has strings on the side that you can tighten and loosen, you know, to adjust how how much tension you want in your you want in your suit. And you can't do that alone. So you have to have somebody help you with that. You have to have somebody help you set your straps. You have to somebody you have to have somebody help you wrap your knees. You know, so it literally takes uh, an army of people just to help one person. And and it's not about just that one person. I, when when that one person is lifting, yes, it's about them. You know. Um, thank you, Ben. So for those of you who are not on Instagram Live, one of my friends just said, "Knock knock, who's there?" It's your friend Coach P, and I'll always be there for you. So I appreciate that. Thank you, Coach P. Um, but you have to have like so when when this one person is lifting, yes, it's about them. But when you're lifting with a crew, it's about everybody. You know, like it's my success. It's <laughs> Brent. I love you too, and I know you'll always be there for me. Um, it's about everybody's success all at the same time. You know, and and yes, one person gets a moment to shine. You know, but. Um, but it's about supporting each other and it's about holding each other accountable and it's about, you know, helping each other out. And, and that obviously extends to, to life, you know, because like you need people in your life to hold you accountable. You know, there are things that I know that I am capable of doing that are not positive. And, you know, I need people in my life to hold me accountable to help me not do those things. You know, people I can turn to and say, hey, like, you know, I need your help with this. And, you know, I know that the people who I have around me are going to help me, you know, and you need people to cheer you on. Like, I mean, there's there's nothing so far that I've experienced in my life. You know, there's very little like hearing your training partners. I mean, talk shit to you, you know, but to cheer you on as you are struggling to survive essentially under a massive amount of weight, you know, and then to have this like cathartic moment you know like where you you have this you have this build up you know you have all this you have this um you know this approach you know to to the lift you know you're getting your knees wrapped you're getting your straps set you're getting your string set you're getting everything where you want it to be you're getting your shoes tied like you're getting everything perfect and you know, so there's all this this anxiety or this tension building up to it, you know, and then the lift happens and all of a sudden like you get this massive release, you know, of satisfaction that you survived and that you completed this thing and then you have all these people around you who are celebrating you and, you know, by extension celebrating each other, you know, and celebrating, you know, the group, the the community because of all the work that, you know, you all just did to, to make one thing happen. And and that obviously that extends into life as well you know we we can't be alone we can't stand by ourselves forever like there may be times where you have to stand alone and you have to stand by yourself and you have to do things for yourself on your own and no one else can help you but those are like those those are those internal struggles those deep really hard internal struggles that no one else can help you with you know there are days where you have to put your head down and just get through your shit you know but there are always there are always going to be times where you need the support of other people, even if they don't know that you're giving, that they're giving you support, you know, like the people around me, you know, they don't know my struggles, you know, unless I share them with them and I don't know their struggles, you know, unless they share them with me. So we're all going through shit, you know, we're all experiencing things that nobody else knows about, you know, and maybe we're not even aware that we're experiencing them ourselves, you know, to get really metaphysical, 
you know, but like we're all we're all experiencing shit on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, the support you get from the people around you may not again, may not be intentional. It may not be deliberate or direct. It may be this indirect, unconscious, subconscious you know, passive support, but knowing that you have a group of people around you who are willing to go to bat for you and willing to, you know, wrap your knees metaphorically or literally, you know, is one of the best feelings in the world. And, you know, that is, that is something that lifting has really given me. And that is something that lifting as therapy, that's where it really shines. It's it's not, it's not the, it's not the weight you know, it's not the literal and metaphorical burying of demons or, you know, going to that dark place and, you know, releasing the aggression and the frustration. I mean, it is it is all of those things all at once. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, like squatting a thousand pounds, you know, I if I if I know that I can squat a thousand pounds, I know I can get through anything, you know, and it may suck. It may hurt. You know, lifting a thousand pounds is not easy and it doesn't feel good. You know, it's heavy ass fucking weight. But I have learned that if I can squat a thousand pounds, I can get through anything that comes at me. Literally anything. But lifting has given me the community. And I know I've said that word a thousand times, but I I can't the more the more I think about this, the more the more that I just like sit here and talk about it off the cuff, the more and more like I've come to realize just how important all these people are in my life. And you know how much support they've given me. So, so to circle back around to wherever the fuck we started with all of this, you know, understand that for those of you who don't, who don't, how do I say this? For those of you who maybe don't understand why we do the things we do and why people lift the way that we lift or lift the way that I lift and like so my my father my father will never understand why I do what I do and you know that's from his mouth he'll never understand why I put myself through these things and why I expose myself to thousands of pounds of weight on a regular basis and you know and I understand that like I get why he doesn't understand um because he's never experienced what it feels like you know and maybe he's never experienced the community that comes along with it you know, so so again, for those of you who don't understand why we do the things that we do, understand that it's not it's not just about the lifting. It's not just about the physical exertion and the 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 strength gains or the you know the size. It's not it's not about the the muscle. It's not about the movement. It's not about the it's not about the endeavor unto itself. You know, it's about it's about everything that comes with it. It's about the community. It's about the people. It's about the experiences. It's about driving four hours to a meet where you don't know what the fuck is going to happen, competing for six hours, you know, eight hours for the day, and then going out and getting hammered with these people, you know, and feeling like shit the whole time, but loving every single moment of it. You know, it's about, it's about having somebody tie your fucking shoes for you because you can't do it yourself because you're wrapped up in too much fucking canvas material to even bend over without your face exploding off your skull. You know, it's about, it's about trusting. That's, that's really what it's about is trust. Really at the end of the day, it's about trust. You know, like when I get under a bar, when I get under a thousand pounds, when I, when I get under 1100 pounds, I am trusting the people around me, these, you know, 
five, six, seven, eight people, you know, who I've come to know very well and become very close with. I'm trusting these people literally with my life. And that is huge. You know, I mean that like if you really think about it, like how how much faith do you have to have in somebody to to allow them, you know, to to take part in that in that event with you and to trust that they're going to keep you safe. I mean, really, you know, like if you have a, I've I've had a thousand and fifty five pounds on my back and I'm tooting my own horn here and I don't give a fuck, but I've had a thousand and fifty five pounds on my back. So I'm trusting my depth caller to get me to depth and to not, you know, short stroke it for me, you know, to make sure that it's legitimate. And I'm trusting the person who's running the rack to pull the pins out at the right time and not pull them too early or not let me stand there for too long before they pull them. And I'm trusting the five guys around me to keep me safe. You know, I'm trusting these people with my life. And that's not something that you can find many other places. I mean, and I don't, I don't want to start equating, you know, lifting to the military because they're two vastly different things. You know, like what we do as lifters, you know, we don't, we're not going to fucking war. We're not going into battle. We're not, you know, we're not fighting. Like we're literally lifting fucking weights. Like think of a more inane, unnecessary, like, um, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? You know, non-essential, you know, I mean, essential and non-essential is a big is a big thing right now. And like, I really think about like how how non-essential, how unessential is lifting weights to this to the betterment and the future and the success of society. Like, it doesn't mean a fucking thing, you know, in the grand scheme of things. You know, whereas like you know, the military is a vastly different thing. So, and not that I'm military, so I don't have any experience to talk about it. But what I'm trying to say is that they're they're two vastly different things, and I'm not trying to compare them. But like. You know, in what other setting, you know, like other than maybe like the military or, you know, a fire department or a police department, you know, like, do you put so much faith in the people who are next to you? You know, like no other, no other experience that I've had has given me that. And like, you know, I've played on, I've played on lots of organized sports teams and like have developed, you know, brotherhoods with the people around me, you know, and you know, again, through those shared, those shared experiences and that shared suffering and those, that shared misery and the shared success. Don't get me wrong. It's not all just about like feeling like shit and, you know, going through misery and hell and all that kind of stuff. But like, that's what we like to glorify, right? Is the, the misery aspect of it. We like to glorify the negative. We like to glorify the, the difficult so that we can celebrate the success at the end. I mean, if something were easy, it wouldn't be worth doing. Right. Um, but again, like no other experience that I've had has given me that type of fraternity and I use the fraternity the word fraternity as like all-encompassing male and female you know gender neutral um, and really that's what it's about is the people that you meet and I think it's I think it's an underscored aspect of lifting like you don't people people focus so much on the weight or people focus on the end goal and the results and the gains you know and the the muscle that you put on and you know, or they focus on the drugs or the programming or the controversy. But like at the end of the day, you know, lifting weights is just fucking cool. And you meet some great fucking people doing it, you know. So, so yeah, lifting is therapy. I highly recommend it, you know. And maybe it's not for everybody. You know, maybe maybe you don't understand a fucking thing about lifting. And you don't get why people do it. 
you know you don't get why people suffer you know just for a little bit of you know a little bit of self glory you know a little bit of internal glory or for what what I didn't get was why people fight so hard to get their name on a fucking board until my name ended up on a board and my name hasn't my name's been on a board twice and neither time has it stayed very long but it's been on a board and you know that that carries a lot you know that that's a lot of what that is when your name is up on a board and everybody can see it it's it's a way for you to say look at me motherfucker look at what i've done and look at how hard i've worked and it's a constant reminder to not only other people but to yourself like this is the shit that i've put myself through like all the all the bullshit you know the quad strains the hamstring tears the the lower back pain you know the the nights where you're too fucking tired to eat dinner or shower you know the and i i hate when people like talk about making sacrifices because again what we do is a fucking hobby and it's just lifting weights it's a cool hobby but it's just lifting weights like you shouldn't be missing life just for just for weights but you know like it's it's a point of pride and again i didn't understand it until my name was up on it but and i'm getting super fucking tangential and i'm not going to apologize i'm just going to recognize the fact you know that it's happening but but it gives you this this sense of worth you know like you know my my name has ended up on a board twice like people have recognized my accomplishments you know in a very real way a very visceral way on you know a number of occasions but at least in this in this context at least twice you know and i've been put up there with other people who do crazy fucking stuff you know and for my name to be up there it's like that's fucking awesome you know so that's what lifting has given me it's given me this confidence you know and it teaches you how to how to strive for things and how to set goals and how to be like you know what like today fucking sucks but i'm gonna fucking get through it because i know that i can do this like i've squatted 1055 fucking pounds like i can get through a shitty fucking 12 hour day of work where the kids are being fucking idiots and everything is pissing me off and i'm gonna you know headbutt the next kid who says something stupid i would never do that just fyi you know but it teaches you that you're capable of amazing things i mean how how fucking cool is it to squat 1100 pounds well i don't know ask kyle dussel you know ask dave hoff you know but how cool is it to squat 1055 it's pretty fucking cool you know to say i've had literally over half a ton on my back and i didn't die you know is a pretty awesome fucking thing and like that that is this like huge confidence boost you know like if i can squat 1055 pounds i can do what the fuck ever i want so we are coming up on about 45 minutes so i'm gonna wrap this up because i feel like if i keep talking i'm just gonna get super tangential but to wrap it all up you know lifting as therapy i highly recommend it it's a, it's been it's taught me so much and it's given me so many tools and so much confidence and it's put me in contact with amazing people who do amazing things on a daily basis like you know the the shit that we do like nobody else fucking cares about it you know like if somebody walked into rochester performance gym and they saw a bunch of us in our fucking gear you know squatting whatever weight we're squatting like they may not understand what the fuck we're talking about or like what the fuck we're doing why but it doesn't fucking matter 
you know, it matters to us. And, and that translates to life. Like, you know, somebody else may not understand why you're doing what you're fucking doing, but it doesn't fucking matter. Like, do you, you know, squat a thousand pounds, you know, grow your hair out, do drugs, do whatever the fuck you want to do. If it makes you happy, do whatever the fuck you want to do. If any of my athletes are listening, don't do drugs. Stay away from drugs. Drugs are bad. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, find that thing in your life, whether it's lifting or CrossFit or, you know, journaling, whatever, whatever does it for you, find that thing in your life and anchor yourself to that and give it your fucking all, you know, attack it with passion and pursue it with passion. And, you know, you know, there's that, that saying, you know, find what you love and let it consume you or let it kill you. And that's what I plan to do. You know, like I'm going to let this fucking thing consume me and I'm going to ride this ride for as long as I can because I'm, I am doing it with some amazing fucking people. So anyway, we're going to shut it down there. We're almost at 45 minutes. So thank you so much for watching and for listening. Um, I appreciate each and every single one of you. And as always, do not waste the pain.